The following podcast is brought to you by Astro Panda Productions. For more information or to find other great shows, visit astropandaproductions.com or visit the Astro Panda Productions page on blogtalkradio.com. Welcome back to Geekish Cast Live for the week of November 5th, 2018. I am your host, Jeremy Vollmer, and joining us this week is an outlaw so bad that when they caught him, the law hung him and his PS4 too. What's happening, Joe Slepsky? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, it's all about uh, killing uh, people in the Wild West is that's, what it says. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Are, uh-huh. you, are you still doing your podcast or has Red Dead Redemption 2 taken over your whole life? <laughs> No, it's funny. Is the podcast and everything? It it stopped me from getting into Red Dead. I had a ton of stuff to do this week, so I'm literally everyone else. I got it the day it dropped, but everyone else has been playing it for ten days, and I'm just now getting into it. I'm still waiting to get it. I still haven't got it yet. It's 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 a it's a big game. It's huge. It's huge. Um, yeah. And also joining us this week is a uh, executive producer. And a man who once shot a long box full of comics just to see them die, Paul Vieira. Hey, hey. What's happening, Paul? What's up? So, Joe, what's going on on Joe on Joe this week? Well, this week, oh, man, it's a, it's a very special episode of Joe on Joe this week as oh, G.I. Joe tackles drug use. Oh. <laughs> Turn yeah. on the Joe on Joe podcast voice right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is uh, It is the the infamous, infamous two-part episode where G.I. Joe teams up with Cobra to fight a guy named Headman, who is a drug dealer, and he's got a lock on the drug trade. So Lieutenant Falcon, by the way, voiced by Don Johnson in the movie, not voiced by Don Johnson on the TV show, yeah. is a cocaine addict. Oh. So, now, they call it Spark, but it had, we, we decided it has all the earmarks the way that everyone acts. It's cocaine. So a G.I. Joe member is hooked on cocaine. Well, it, that's no. that does not surprise me. It was the 80s. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. technically 91, but yes, close enough. Well, I'll see what the big deal is. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, I... I do drugs all the time before. <laughs> well, I always say life is about enjoyment, but you need to be able to manage your high. So, you know. Yeah. If he can still do his job, who are we to complain? Yeah, so it's exciting. It's a it's a fun uh, it's a fun episode. How is it just like cringeworthy the whole way through, or is there actually a good message in it? No, there really is a good message. Now, it's, so far, I've actually only done the first part, so I, I can't say that like the message lands in part two. But in the first part, they have uh, he's definitely like addicted, like he does irrational things and he treats everyone like crap to in order to get back to his spark. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they show him having withdrawals when his brother Duke takes it from him and is like, you know, you got they sent him to a hospital to get himself cleaned up. And he's like shaking and spinning and like just like losing it like they, they do, you know, for a cartoon, pretty accurate portrayal of kind of the withdrawal drug addict process for, you know, for what it is, you know? Yeah. 
it's, a, it's more accurate use of cocaine than they did on the TV show Vinyl. <laughs> Joe, you have finally done it. You have finally used a reference that did not land with me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so that's yeah, so that's that's uh, that's what's going on on Joe and Joe. Yeah, wasn't oh. there an episode of um, Facts of Life where Miss Garrett got hooked on speed or something? Yes. Yes, there was. And she was like baking a million cookies or something. Yeah. Yeah, there really was. Yeah. yeah. She was yeah, absolutely. And, and it was still better than done. it was still better than the caffeine pill episode of Saved by the Bell. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, I totally remember that. Yeah. I, I had to I had to redeem myself by throwing out a couple references there to older T V shows just to <laughs> just to prove my but, prove my value, yeah. you know. But not as good as the different strokes one where Dudley got molested. By Art Carlson from WKRP in Cincinnati. There you go. Yeah. Not to be trusted. Well, you know, it's it's surprising, but I guess it can be anybody. Mm. It does explain why the radio station was doing so bad before they hired Andy though. <laughs> It looks like old Art Carlson had his hands full. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> well, compliments to compliments to Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right, guys. Um, so we've talked about Red Dead Redemption a little bit. I I have played it, but only a little bit because my grandson now lives in my house. Sweet. Um, but on the same day I bought Red Dead Redemption Two, I bought Spider Man. Yeah. So I have been. Quickly switching between the two and finding that the tactics from one don't necessarily work in the other. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure not. Yeah. No, they really don't. When Spider Man no, whistles for a horse, nothing happens. <laughs> Where the fuck is my horse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't got the new DLC for Spider Man yet either. Yeah. I'm so behind. Yeah, in the DLC, yeah, in the DLC, when he whistles for a horse, Beta Ray Bill shows up. He's like, yeah. what's up? That is awesome. Oh, if only that would be that the greatest true. thing ever. I would, yeah, I would be definitely, <laughs> yes, I would be all about that. That that would be something. Um, I didn't catch the guy's name. I did see just a bit ago CBR was saying that they have cast Alec Holland for the Swamp Thing show. Right. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, so that, that should be exciting stuff. I'm wondering if they're going to use flashbacks so they can have both characters headline the show, you know, Swamp Thing and Alec Holland. Oh, because they're apparently going to be both starring in the show. Oh wow! Yeah, at least oh, from okay. at least from the little bit I I gleaned off of the information that I quickly read in between uh, election updates. Well, the the worry is the worry is that he somehow like transforms back and that's, forth. That's that's what I am really really hoping is not coming about. I will lose my shit. Yeah, if they do that, because I'm super looking forward to the swapping show. Yeah, uh, that is one. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched any more of the Titans. I watched the second episode, which I thought was a vast improvement over the first. I don't know if anybody else has kept up with it at all. I watched the second. Mm-hmm. And that's as far as you got? That's as much as I can say. Uh, um, Robin gleefully cutting a guy's balls off. Not, oh my. not my... What the not, hell is happening? Ha- hashtag not my dick. Uh, quite... <laughs> Quite literally a double entendre of the mm-hmm. highest order, right there. You're welcome for that, yeah. America. Yeah, yeah. I uh, the the, sh- the episodes itself, yes, was absolutely better. It was more absolutely like a better sh- episode to watch. Yes, but I God, I hate everything they're doing with it. Well, I have to assume there's a redemption story coming for for our Dick. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, you mean Rick? You mean Rick? Oh, Richard. 
Richard, Richard. Rick, Rick, Rick. Yeah. No, Rick. 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 Yeah. Yeah, they call him Rick. Right? I call him Rick now. I can't handle yeah. that. That's stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. If you, if you grow up there be calling just, you Dick, then your name is Dick. It's you know? just so stupid. Why are they yeah. trying to change it? It's just not going to stick ever. Like, yeah, like... Things just, stick to just, Dick, not to Rick. <laughs> I, it's just so stupid. Yeah, that's. I'm not, I'm not a fan. I'm not going for it. Um... I am going to watch more. I just haven't gotten around to it because, again, my life has been chaos for a couple of weeks, and I'm just now kind of getting my feet back to solid ground. I haven't even bought the damn subscription yet. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I You know, with shows like that, I really think, unless you're getting other things from it, wait till the show's complete, get a month's subscription, and then just binge watch the shit out of it. You know, if you're just there for the one thing, yeah, but yeah. It, well, listen. Yeah. If it, if anyone is just there to watch Titans, uh, yeah. man, I feel bad for that person. Yeah. No, I, I want to watch all the other stuff on there. I just haven't, you know. Yeah. I'm to prioritize a little bit of my money. Oh, I I certainly understand <laughs> that. I am now making less than half what I used to make. Oof. Oh. Wow. All right. You know, it's still more money than a lot of people I know make. So, you know. You yeah. Know, you know. Um, but yeah, I certainly get the, where I'm suddenly going, well, I can't spend $25 on lunch every day, you know, right? that kind of thing. Uh, then the other thing I was going to bring up before we get into our, our talking points, did anybody watch The Walking Dead this week? I Not, am like two seasons behind, I think. You know what? Uh, I think it'd be okay to jump in. Yeah, not yet. Um, I got it DVR'd, but I do know what happened. Okay, yeah. I so the whole this whole season, I each week I look at my wife and she goes, "I'm out. I I can't do this anymore." Uh, you know, it was two two seasons of them just being anally raped repeatedly by uh, uh, Dean Winchester's dad, and it was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. And this season starts, and it was just contrived and contrived. And last week I told her, if something doesn't happen next week. I'm fucking done. And she's been telling me for four or five episodes, I'm done. I'm not even going to pretend to watch Gross. They're projecting Ted Cruz to going to win. Gross. Of course he is. It's still Texas. Yeah. You disappoint me, Texas. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. The end of the episode actually hooked me and actually made me say, that might be enough to get me back. Uh, If they follow this up with something strong, I think I might be in. Well, you know what they've announced they're doing. That uh, are we spoiling or what are we? Uh, yeah, let's go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Walking Dead spoiler <laughs> after this point. Well, without we won't talk about details of what happened, but they're saying that they're going to do um, like movies featuring that character that left. Like, oh, okay. you know what I mean? Like he's, so he's not actually totally done. He was just yeah, Rick. Rick we're talking about Rick. Yeah. Basically, he was like, ah, I'm done with the grind. Like I'm sick with the grind. Like it's not well, eight years is yeah. a long time. Oh my god, yeah. yeah, especially on that miserable show. Yeah. So so they wrote him off, but he's still alive, and they're saying they're gonna do like a couple standalone <laughs> AMC movies. I don't know if they meant big like big screen movies or just movie two hour specials, like you know to air in between seasons or something like that. So we have definitely not seen the the last of Rick Grimes. No, or probably not, even if it was just a handshake deal. The odds are it's there. Yeah, yeah. Even, if, yeah even if they don't do the movie, he'll come back on the show for, like, the finale or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, still, he's still out there. Yeah. I was actually, I thought that was clever what they did, because so far when you lose an actor from the show, they just die. Get their right. eyeball splattered out of their head. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's not it's not a show about solving the problem. It's just a show about surviving. About yeah, about wallowing in it. 
Yeah. Um, but you get, you, but they did jump the show forward five years. Yes. Which I thought was quite clever because it allows you to do things that were supposed to be Carl and Negan, but now you have another character that can fulfill that role. Right. Um, it allows you to go back to the comics as much as you want or away from any direction the show or the comics have been headed in and just do whatever you want as the new producer of the show. Uh, and I, I did not see or read about the, the – so actually, I saw a friend of mine told me she got a sneak preview of it uh, mm-hmm. weeks ago. So if we had been broadcasting, I could have maybe spoiled it two weeks ago. Um <laughs> So I, I knew what happened to Rick, but did, when they jumped forward five years, was Negan still around? Negan's still in prison. In prison five yes. years. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, okay. And also, apparently, Maggie is gone last episode yes. as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, she's, ah. got, she's got movies to make. She, she makes movies. Yeah, she's got other stuff to do. She's got a big career here in the States and in Australia. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, they, they jumped ahead five years with the story and now they're going to, it's going to be kind of like reinventing the world after that point, because who knows what's happened in that much time. Yeah. They've veered it so far off the comics. I think just, I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, not only that, they use seven seasons to tell eight months worth of stories. Yeah. Like Carl aged six years when it should have been eight months. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of continuity issues with that show. Um, But I am excited, kind of excited about it again, so I am I am glad. Since a lot of other TV sucks these days, just <laughs> terribly. Um, all right, so Paul, why don't you tell us what you're geeking out about this week? Um, I am geeking out about a tabletop game that I finally purchased for myself. I purchased it for my son at San Diego Comic-Con like four years ago, but uh, Super Fight. If you've ever yeah. heard of that or played it before, um, it's essentially just a game about something we constantly do all the time about who would win in the fight against who. So you just pick a character, whether it be Bigfoot and the Pope, one of them's got a chainsaw, one of them spits fire, and then you argue about who I, would win in a fight. I have actually owned this game since last Christmas. And uh, I finally got it for myself, and me and my friends have been playing it back here, and it is just the greatest thing ever. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's what I'm thinking about. It's, I just love it. Yeah, because you just you have to argue the point, and then everybody else playing uh, judges how well you just, did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just something I do naturally anyways, constantly with my friends, so it's fun just being in a game form and getting drunk and arguing about ridiculous things. Well, so. and what's cool is that, like, you get, like, you know, the Pope and yeah. a boat motor. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, figure out how he's going to beat, you know, Big wh- whoever. Big a rocket yeah. ship, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Great. I highly, highly recommend this game to anybody. <laughs> That's cool stuff. Joe, what are you geeking out about this week? Um, uh, Queen, man, Queen. Did you see it? I did. I did, I did, I did. And it's just, it's just watching a lot of Queen yeah. I want to see that so bad. I haven't my, got a chance. My son saw it, and just like every film biography kind of thing, he was, like, real big on pointing out historical inaccuracies. Like, you know, well, I, you got to tell a story, you know. So. Yes, yes and no. So can we – Is um, I'm hesitant to talk spoilers on it, but oh, – Go ahead. I mean – They – they're um, – 
I get it when they take biopics and they're like, all right, these three characters were merged to make this one character. Okay, I get that stuff. But they actually do a thing at the end of the movie. They manipulate your emotions with something that's a bold-faced lie about the life of Freddie Mercury and oh. Queen and, ah. and the timeline of things. And they do it in order to get the emotional reaction out of you for the end of the movie so they don't earn that emotion by endearing you to them. They fake it by using HIV to get you welled up about a moment that was not true. And that has bothered me the more I've thought about it. I really dislike that stuff. And I yeah. especially, you know, they did that in that NWA movie as well. Oh, did they? Where they, they, you know, they were like showing like Dre and the guys as like these like, you know, progressive, like not making fun of him for, you know, having AIDS or anything during a period of time where everybody got made fun of for having AIDS. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Um, you know, they're yeah. showing, they're showing other people like using dogs on people in the music studio and like Dre and Easy E and Ice Cube are all like, Oh, that's fucked up. It, that didn't happen. Those guys yeah. were going to jail for beating women when that was happening. Right. Well, in this, in this case specifically, they, they needed, uh, they used a uh, live aid as yeah. the the big it's the it's the end of the movie and it's amazing and it's your emotional there and all this stuff but they they in the movie they go they show you that he gets diagnosed with HIV and tells the band right before live aid and he goes on and this is his triumphant performance after he's been given this death sentence in reality he wasn't even diagnosed until 2 years later and he didn't even tell the guys in the band until like 1990 or 91 yeah. right right before he died and i'm like fuck you for that. Like that's, yeah. that's just a total rewrite of the facts. Like find another way. If that needs to be your triumphant moment, find another way to make it happen. Don't do something that literally was the end of this guy's life and fuck it around. So that all of a sudden that's this triumphant moment for him when it wasn't, I mean, it was, but it wasn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The triumphant like it, moment at that show was that crowd reaction. Oh, my God. They yeah. just totally destroyed it. And here's a small thing they did, which I don't mind this. So I guess in the movie, they say that they were a last-minute last addition to Live Aid because he his assistant wasn't telling him because he was trying to manipulate him. And once he found out about it, he was like, no, we need to do this show. Well, no. He said no from the start because he said he didn't want Queen to get political. And then they changed his mind because everyone else was doing it. So it was more of a jealousy thing, not a, you know, not a, like, you know what I'm saying? And of that kind of change, I'm actually okay with, because that's like a little tweak of intention. But yeah. the H, the HIV diagnosis thing, because they do it in the movie, because then your your heart is all there with them. And you're like, wow, he gave this amazing thing performance. He just found out however earlier that he's going to die and blah, 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 blah. No, no. Uh -huh. No. Nope. Nope. Not true. Yeah. Well, not he, true at all. He um he died the day after he admitted to the press that he had to the AIDS. press. Right. Yeah. Right. And right. I know he hid it from the guys in the man as long as he could. Yeah. I, I think I saw it was something like a month before. Yeah. You know they suspected. Sure. Well, you but, if you've seen pictures of him at the end. Oh yeah. They, they did more than suspect. You know of what course. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, his was it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction where he just came up and said thank you. Yeah. Like that, he's a skeleton. I, 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 of course, they did more suspect, but this, they empower him in this where he's like, guys, I have to tell you something, you know, and it's like, that's not what he did. And I don't blame him because it was a 
fucked up time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was a really scary time. And what I do think they did a good job with, however the facts may have been fudged, is that they they portrayed him, I think, accurately that he didn't want to be typecast as anything. He didn't want to be your gay icon. He didn't want to be your he just wanted to be Freddy. Yeah. And he didn't he didn't want to be used or manipulated by anyone. He wanted to do the manipulating and whether that meant he was, you know, a a leader of the HIV movement, which he wasn't because he didn't own it while he was alive or, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff. And and I say that not to denigrate him, but to let's be accurate about the life he did choose to lead. And that was to be his own person and to keep his own life separate from this public persona. Well, he was a very private person in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And they showed that well. It's just, I just hate that they manipulated the events like that. Because it, it, it flavors the entire performance that you watch. And then when you leave and and you, you go, oh, well, wait, that's not really, oh, okay, well, whatever. Yeah, and I heard even more egregiously, they showed him cutting his hair and growing a mustache before the album where he cut his hair and grew his mustache. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Oh. So they had, his, they had his fashion out of place. Also, I hear... Highlander and Flash Gordon aren't even mentioned in this movie. No, they don't mention Highlander. They don't mention Flash Gordon. The other yeah. weird thing, yeah, the other weird thing is maybe it's a rights issue that there is absolutely no mention of any of their contemporaries in the music scene at the time. You don't see David Bowie. You don't see Elton John. You don't see U2. You don't see the Stones. Like, they don't exist, even when you get to Live Aid. Bob Geldof is the only guy that they show. Yeah, that's that's I'm sure that's a rights only thing. It's they didn't, gotta yeah. be, but gotta be. Yeah. But it's just weird though, because then it's like it puts Queen in this weird vacuum. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the thing is, like, <laughs> Queen exists in a weird spot because they were huge in the UK and Europe. Yeah. And they had they had spikes and falls here. You know, like right, they, they'd, right. they'd be big for a little bit. You know, another one bites the dust comes out, and funk stations go nuts for six months. Oh, this is such a great fucking song. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but, you know, these funk stations start playing the shit out of it for a couple months, and then it falls off the charts. We're not talking about them, but that whole 10, 12 years, UK and Europe, they're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw, saw I, did, did, I think I saw it where their one appearance on SNL in, like, 83 or 84 or something like that was, like, their only TV appearance in America. I I don't remember off the top of my head, That's but that crazy. W- that would not surprise me if that were the case, though. Yeah, it was, or it was, it was something like that. Maybe not exactly their only one, but it was like their only mainstream one or something. It was That's crazy, crazy. But I get it though because they were they weren't cool. Does that make sense? Like they weren't they weren't the cool that was popular at the time. Yeah. The cool at the, the at the time was, I'm aloof and cool. I don't care about this. I'm this. They were like, no, we're going to make this art house kind of rock and roll music that's fucking amazing, mm-hmm. but we're dorks. Like they were, but you know, but not dorks in that like Devo yes mode, just dorks in that we're going to be our own unique thing. Yeah, and we don't kind of don't care what you think. Well, and then when you go back and you look at like what some of them went on to, Brian May is the dean of astrophysics at oh yeah at, at Oxford. 
Yeah. You know, all of them had doctors and bachelors and doctorates mm-hmm. and bachelors degrees and masters degrees. Uh, Paul, me and Jeff often have drunken conversations on the patio mm-hmm. about it's literally a band full of rocket scientists. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. 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 It's so funny. And I love that Roger Taylor literally was a dentist. And yeah. <laughs> Dealing with one of the men with the most messed up teeth as his front man. Yeah, I love. I, I had to. I was asking Michael last night. I was like, "Please tell me they had Roger Taylor spiking high notes all over the place." It's <laughs> like, yeah, they just mixed in the album version, so it's nothing spectacular. Because I love that when you listen to a Queen song, you can always hear Roger Taylor just oh, yeah. come up above everybody else with those high notes. <laughs> oh, and I don't know who they. I don't. I, I hope someone thought of this, and I hope. I hope they were smart enough to think of this and I wish they had done it is they, they make through, throughout the movie, multiple jokes, they, multiple times they make fun of, uh, I'm in love with my car. Right. Which oh, is, I like, it's a I love fun, that song. It's, fun I love song. That song. it's yeah. stupid, but it's a fun song they, but they make fun of it. And I think rightfully so. I'm sorry. When you get to the end credits, don't you play? I'm in love with my car. Isn't that the final song you play over the credits? That's what I'd do. That's what I would do. Yeah. Cause that would land huge because you don't because they actually don't play it throughout the show they make fun of it but you never hear it and then you get this big moment of like drama about freddie dying and you're all emotional and then that song ends they then should end with i'm in love with my car yeah uh you know what's great about that is i always make jokes about how you know when it's time to fire your drummer when he says hey guys let's play one of my songs It's kind of a fun song. <laughs> oh, it is. I don't know. Hey, look, years years ago, after after being kind of broke for a while and getting enough money together to just buy whatever car I wanted to buy, I bought a little convertible uh, five-speed. And the first thing I did was downloaded a copy of that song, jumped on the freeway, and did 120. Fuck with that yeah. just fucking blasting the whole way. And I was top right. down, going as fast as, I, as fast as I could safely drive a car that close to the ground. <laughs> Yeah, you know, trucks tend to pull over on top of you because they can't see you. That's mm, great. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough goofing off. So, we But uh, I do recommend it, though. I want to end it real quick, though. Yeah. I do recommend it because it is amazing. The, the music is amazing. If you love Queen, oh, yeah. if, you don't, if you don't know Queen, go see it because you'll just love the music. I just have that problem with that that storytelling part. And, and the movie itself is is up and down. Like, it's some parts that are kind of slow and you know, and they gloss over a lot of stuff. Someone described that as a Wikipedia page version of Queen. I get that. But the, the performances are absolutely worth it. Rami Malik Malik is amazing. Yeah, every picture I saw of him and the guy oh. playing Brian May were oh, just yeah. dead ringers. Is, Brian yeah. May is creepy. Like it is really, <laughs> but he is Malik is great as Mercury. And I don't think some people said like his his overbite uh, was too much. I don't think so at all. Uh, I, I didn't, those people never saw an actual picture or video of Freddie Mercury. <laughs> yeah. Right. In looking at old videos of Freddie Mercury, you're looking at just that old fuzzy video. Yeah. You see a high def version of him. Oh, that shit was big. Yeah. That's why the mustache was there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But when you see it on the grainy, you know, generations old VHS stuff. You're like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Oh no, no, oh, it was, no, he it was significant. He could have bit his own chin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he he's just Malik's just amazing. He's amazing. Yeah, that's that's wild. I do remember seeing the pictures of them like a year ago and just being like, holy shit. I do love that band. There, I think they're one of the greatest bands. You're right. And for people they're, who don't, oh. people who don't know Queen, 
when you start hearing all the songs, you'll be like, fuck, I didn't realize that was Queen. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold Crazy was Queen? You know, mm-hmm. there's going to be mm-hmm. a crazy little thing called Love was Queen. There's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of that, you know. Yeah. All right. Let's get on so to the good. news. <laughs> Paul, do you want to lead us into story number one? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, just uh, Alan Tudyk's going to voice the Joker in the new Harley Quinn animated series that's putting out by the uh, DC streaming service that we were just talking about earlier. Um, I'm just a big fan of Alan Tudyk, and anything he does makes me more excited to watch it or you know listen to it or whatever. So I'm super stoked. I saw the trailer, or I don't know if it's a trailer, but a little quick teaser of it, and this looks like uh, a show that I'm going to be pretty down for. Uh, looks looks interesting for Holly, like a little Harley Quinn show. She finally gets her own show, and uh, it looks funny. And just having adding Alan Tudyk to it, uh, it's going to be interesting to hear what his rendition of Joker is going to be because he's such a great voice actor. So you might not even recognize that it's him. So. Alan Tudyk, well, I mean, he's obviously a favorite for a number of reasons these days, mm-hmm. but when when Alan Tudyk really shined for me, I don't know if you guys remember the show Dollhouse? Yeah. When they go, the cop goes and picks him up, and he's this little whiny, sniveling shit, <laughs> and then a few minutes, like, a few minutes into the last scene of the, uh, the, video, the episode, Alan Tudyk's standing up straight, and you realize you're like, shit, Alan Tudyk's buff, and he goes from being this little whimpering shit to this lunatic murderer that the guy brought in there accidentally. And, yeah. and he, in the space of just standing up straight and changing his voice, he was a whole different character. I yeah, he, yeah, Go ahead, Joe. He's, he's, he's a good, yeah, he's an excellent actor. Like, he's really underrated, uh, I think, as an, yeah. as an actor. He's fun as a genre, you know, like a genre yeah. guy. Like, oh, it's Alan Tudyk. But he's actually a really good actor. Yeah. yeah, I love him. I love him. So it'll this it'll be excited. yeah, it'll be interesting to hear his his take. Um, DC is betting pretty heavy on Harley Quinn these days. I mean, has been for a while, but I think it's even more so now. Yeah, she's their Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. She's their yeah. I mean they they're I mean she's one of the, the her books are one of the best selling books. So I mean mm-hmm. you kind of I mean it makes sense that they market her more if they're making money off her oh yeah well it's it's the batman and wolverine syndrome you know yeah they sell books put them in every book oh hold on i'm just now going through this cast list jason alexander wanda (laughs) sykes yeah wait i want to know who's jason alexander is he uh, penguin and i know it's adam so he could be anyone but i feel like he would be a good penguin this cast is great i mean i love ron funches too yes Powerless when they canceled that, I was super bummed. Oh, so I was really, I, li- I yeah. really liked that show. I thought, I it was thought that show was a lot of fun. It was a good show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Problem is, it started, it started low. It started, started as a bad show. Yeah. It got literally better every single oh, episode. So yeah. I loved that show. Did you guys see the Adam West uh, episode that aired? They they put it online. Yes. I yes. did not. I never did see that. I feel like we talked about it on this show, but yeah. No. Yeah, they 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 there was an episode of Adam West that wasn't going to get aired, so they made it available online. I don't know. I would I would love them to bring it back for the streaming service. I mean, oh, I don't they, think they will, but it would be I would be a big fan of that decision if they did. Oh, bet, bring it, bring it back as a show. Oh, bring it back as a show. Oh no, on this on yeah, I know, but oh, it would be great to do it on the streaming service because it seems just to be easier to do something like that than put it on a network. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Chris, well, we'll hold see. on. Chris think... Stark. 
Yeah. Chris Maloney is in there, and Chris Maloney, I know he did Law and Order uh, SVU for forty eight years, <laughs> but he's always going to be Chris Keller to me. Is that from Oz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I am thinking of the right guy, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he definitely was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but he's also he's also the uh, the cook in uh, Wet Hot Wet American, Hot, Wet Hot American Summer. Summer. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's playing. Yeah, I don't know. It's this cast is great. This show is going to be pretty funny. And I'll, any cartoon, I'm down for because I can watch it with my kids. So I'm you know, I'm excited about this kind of stuff. Yeah, God, that's a talent list. I didn't know that. I I am actually stunned by the people involved. Just on yeah. just on the voice talent side, I am shocked by what a what a list of talent that is. Holy cow! I mean, yeah. even Kelly Coco is kind of a big. I mean, that's um, Harley. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, <laughs> she's not like an un, an unknown voice actress. What I'm saying, she's yeah. like you recognize her name. Oh, is is Dietrich is Dietrich Bader is he playing Batman again? Oh, I don't know. Because it says yeah, Dietrich Bader is playing Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nice. He's uh he's been shopping at uh spoiler alert. I want to put him on blast, but he's been shopping at our store a lot lately. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of friendly with him, so it's exciting to see him back to be Batman. Yeah. He he's one of those guys. It's like him and three other people that their speaking voice. I'm like actually jealous of. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. He is a super nice dude. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, very, you know, you have cool. like a richer, deeper voice than mine, and I don't <laughs> think that's fair, sir. Ooh, is yeah. it like Highlander? If I cut his head off, do I get more of the voice? <laughs> yes, it does. Oh. Yes, but I won't, I won't let you do that. I like him too much. Oh, okay. By the way, Joe, I have to come down to L.A. pretty soon. Okay. Yeah, we, yeah we'll make that happen. Okay. My kid's car yeah, blew yeah. up down there. I got to scrap it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Chris Maloney is going to be the commissioner. Commissioner Gordon. Old rapey Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Out of nowhere. Jim, uh, Jim Gordon takes a shot. Uh, that was actually more just for Maloney, but, you know, whatever. Whatever. All right. A little bit of uh, Obi-Wan-ish news. I, shit, I should have saved this one for Paul. Hey, I always got to throw in any Obi-Wan. <laughs> you know um, I do. Yeah. Ewan McGregor cast as the Black Mask in Birds of Prey. Ooh. Uh... Okay, so yeah, I'm, I like Ewan McGregor. I think he'll be just fine. Uh, how's his American accent? Oh, that's fine. It's good. Okay. Yeah, I think it's fine. I, I wasn't really sure. I don't remember hearing it. I did hear a thing this week that they're talking about changing the name of this movie from Birds of Prey to something else. I feel like something else would be a terrible title for a movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, Tonight, I let's go see something else. Well, I kind of feel like changing it. <laughs> I kind of feel like changing it from Birds of Prey to anything else would be a terrible name for the movie too. Yeah, yes, I, yeah. I agree. I, yeah, Birds of Prey is a great title, yeah. and no one, no one remembers the shitty TV show. So. No, <laughs> no, I not even no. <laughs> Just now, I remember Barbara Gordon from the TV show. Um, that was Dinah Meyer, I believe. Wow. Dina Meyer? <laughs> Meyer, isn't that... Wasn't she on... Starship Troopers, she was the redhead. Oh, oh right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Famously. Yes. Yeah, uh, Coet re- Showers. Yeah, yeah I'll but... Say I'll say it. <laughs> no, well, no, but that's not what I was going to say. Paul Newman once said about that movie, I get it. They show you the... They show you the boobs of the girl you don't want to see. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, well, (laughs) swear to God, that was a quote. 
Uh, Paul, Paul uh, Newman was actually wrong in that case, so uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. I was happy. I was happy. Yeah, my that's wife, why I joined the military. I thought that's what it was going to be like, but uh, I was dead wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't fighting bugs. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of interested in seeing what they do with this Bird of, Birds of Prey movie. Um, hopefully, I mean, hopefully we're going to see some turning around of the DC universe now because they've quit announcing 15 movies a week for the last year. Which is, I think, a positive. Right. Yeah, delaying them, if anything. Yeah. Well, but you remember what it was like a few years ago. It was like every week's like, and we're working on uh, Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad and Nightwing and Teen <laughs> Titans and uh, Booster and Beetle. And you know, it's yeah. just like, yeah, right. right. Okay, yeah. there's no way you guys are ever going to make all <laughs> those movies. No. no. Se- secondly, as soon as you started releasing them, you started losing fans. You know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Paul, as an Obi-Wan fan, what, what are your thoughts on Obi-Wan being in, uh, this movie? Oh, I'm super stoked. I mean, I love Hugh McGregor. He's the reason that the prequels are worth watching. Oof. So uh, he's only going to make this movie better, if anything, in, in my opinion. So I, I'm, and I don't know, it's, it seems like my, I'm curious to see if this is going to be like in continuity, because it feels like they're trying to just make standalone movies? Is this going to be just a standalone, or is it going to be in the DCEU universe? Yeah, I think they need to focus on making a couple good movies in a loose continuity rather than trying to make a patchwork quilt out of whatever fever dream of the director they just (laughs) hired who turns out to not be up to the task at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of my big question for for this. But, I, I mean, I'll check it out for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I'm definitely going to check out Suicide Squad 2 at this point, if everything yeah. kind of goes oh, the direction yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. And I'm super excited for Aquaman. I'm going to see Shazam at least twice. I mean, the whole time, I'll be every time they say Shazam, I'll be like, Captain God Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if it's like the comic books, they can call, although they won't, but they, they won't. can call <laughs> Captain yeah. Marvel in the movie. They won't, because that'll just really confuse people. You know they'll make a Captain Marvel joke, though. Yeah, they've been uh, they've been trying to rebrand him as Shazam on and off since the mid-80s. Right. right? Yeah. But it just doesn't make any sense, no. though, because he can't say his own name. Exactly. Yeah. That works for Freddie Freeman, not for Billy Batson. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True, true, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited about that. That one should be kind of fun. Um all right, and then we can move on to some Star Wars news. As I've said since the end of Return of the Jedi, <laughs> Boba Fett is fucking dead, ladies and gentlemen. Mm, I know. <laughs> no. I don't, I, don't, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this at so, all. What does this mean? <laughs> well, it means that it means that Disney considers making eighty billion dollars. Uh, <laughs> Not good enough to pay off against their six billion that they traded out. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm curious as to why they made the decision. So anybody's curious what we're talking about. Uh, the Boba Fett solo film is 100 percent dead, according to Kathleen Kennedy. That they are not going to make this movie. Um, I'm hoping it has something to do with the TV series John Favreau. Mandalorian oh, yeah. film. We haven't even you talked know? about that since the name. Yeah, it could, it could be. The, it could. That could be why. It could be why. You know, it's just maybe too much Mandos. Uh, I, maybe there's something that we're gonna see in the sh- in the show. You know, maybe Boba Fett shows up in the show. Yeah. I don't know. 
Maybe it's because Boba Fett was a one-trick pony who looked cool, but actually just said three <laughs> lines and got eaten by a sand vagina. <laughs> Dude, man, you're making some people really mad right now. Shut, <laughs> shut your mouth. Shut your shut mouth. Your goddamn mouth. <laughs> shut your damn mouth. Well, I mean, you can you can make whatever arguments you want, but he says three lines, and then mm-hmm. a blind man clubs him with a stick, mm-hmm. and he falls <laughs> in the sand vagina. And if you if you're my age, the sand vagina back then didn't even have shit that could come out and grab you. It was just yeah. gravity dragged you in. Yeah, just an open hole. Yeah. Teeth. Do you remember when George Lucas peed on my childhood? <laughs> no. You just pee, you just peed on it again. Oh, well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind I'm kind of sorry, Joe. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. You're not wrong, but I think I think there's a lot of potential there. Well, for 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 something, but. Um, you know, you know. Here's the thing: they can we'll always come. The, they can always come back and make one later too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. You know, I mean, the, the fact that they're doing a TV show called The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. you think they're not going to touch on Boba Fett at any point? Come on. Yeah, I always thought like if they were going to do a Boba Fett movie, it would be cool. Do you guys ever remember the movie The Rifle, where it follows this Henry Rifle? So whoever picks the rifle up, that's who you follow until they lose it and somebody else gets it, and then you follow yeah. it all the way around. Mm-hmm. I thought no. of, I thought a Boba Fett movie. I thought a Boba Fett movie where you follow the armor. Yeah, uh, Dread Pirate Roberts, man. That's that to me. Yeah, makes well, you, more you, sense. you follow the armor. So there's two, three different Boba Fets in the movie, and you see the first guy get the armor, and he goes and does his whatever he does with it. Maybe he goes bounty hunting and loses it to a bounty who then puts it on, and he's Boba Fett now. I thought that might be a cool way to do it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they the 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 lore was always that he wasn't technically a Mandalorian. He just wore their armor. Right. So there's there yeah. So there's a history of that for someone wearing that armor that's not necessarily the right person in the armor. Yeah. And and the Star Wars lore gets really weird because originally the Mandalorians were clones who fought the Jedi in the Clone Wars. Right. There's a lot of you know sticky wickets and whatnot in there. Um. What what do I think this says overall for Star Wars? They're not going to bank on anything but clone lookalike Star Wars movies for a while. Yeah, I don't think there's any solo movies like no I, in I, the works right now. I wouldn't be surprised this. if all of those were put on hold. And I just saw the other day where they're calling J.J. Abrams uh, Star Star Wars Nine. They're calling it a course correction because. Good. Because The Last Jedi didn't make enough yeah. money, um, is the way they're looking at it. It didn't make enough money. That was the least of their problems, I would imagine. Well, yeah, yeah, but well, it, well, yeah, but it didn't make enough money because it kind of sucked. It sucked for what it was supposed to do. Yeah. For what it was supposed to do, it kind of sucked. Yeah. Oh, it definitely hurt the franchise. But I, I, I will you know, definitely admit to that. Even though I, li- I personally like the movie, but it failed at what it was supposed to do. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like I don't. That. Yes, I there are things, a lot of things we've talked about. It, we've talked about mm-hmm. this. I, there are things about it that I did not like specifically, uh, but for what it was, a ch- second chapter of a trilogy, it's a complete failure. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It did not. It definitely failed what it was supposed to do. It hurt the franchise, and they need a course correction. But I don't necessarily think just because Solo didn't do well, I think a lot of that has to do with when they released it. Whether it just be in you know in May with with the movies that were surrounding it, Deadpool two, Infinity War, and so soon from 
coming out after Last Jedi. If that if Solo would have come out this December, I think it would have done yeah, and, much better. And the fact that they, they fired the directors and they had to change everything like that. Yeah. Like, you got to be kidding me, people. Come on. Well, but yeah. you know what? Also, again, if we went with that and said it came out this December instead of you know May, they would have had time to reshoot all the special effects instead of mm-hmm. constantly going, hey, we'll just we'll just put some smoke and shit in the background over here. exactly right? the point I've been yeah. making. Yeah. 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 yeah, It would have been a much exactly better right. movie. And I love the shit out of Solo. Yeah, right? and, and Joe, to your point, I think you're right. I think Solo didn't do well because a movie had just come out six months before and split the fan base in half, mm-hmm. and everybody was kind of fucking tired still of Star Wars. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I think that was just fatigue and a little bit of shell shock, and I think that's what happened. Yeah. I think it's just super knee-jerk reaction to be like, all right, we're going to not make any more solos for right now, solo movies. You know, like canceling Boba Fett, that's instant money as far as I'm concerned. People are going to watch that. Well, yeah, but Han Solo should have been the same thing. Uh, maybe. Yeah. It should have been, but but I mean, for all the things we just listed, it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't because it was a bad movie. It was because they they just broke it. Yeah. You know? But also, like they, let's, they broke their own movie. Let's not yeah. forget that it turns out Russian operatives were actually working the fucking fan animosity of Star Wars fans who hated the Last Jedi to further divide Americans. Yeah, another reason. Mm-hmm. Another reason to hate someone. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's all we're looking for these days, you know. Hey, did I tell you guys, I don't know if you caught this, um, uh, Sam Benjamin, uh, a friend of the show from London, is working on the second season of his superhero series called The Few. Cool. Kevin Conroy just joined as a cast member. Amazing. Yes. Nice. Um, It was a big deal because I had just had Sam back on for an interview, and then like five days later he announced that, and I wrote him back, and I'm like, oh, must have fucking forgot that, huh? (laughs) (laughs) and then it turned out it just happened that day so uh, you know awesome sam that's that's great uh everybody go check out the few season one is available on youtube for free i will warn you go to their page and find the supercut where it's all put together because it's kind of like the guild where they were running five and six minute episodes with a one minute opening song and that does wear on you so if you find the supercut you just get an hour-long show and that's much better Cool. Yeah, not not to shit talk somebody else's show. I'm just if you want the best experience you can get, that's how uh-huh. you do it. Yeah, there you go. Well, there you have it. Yep. All right. So Boba Fett is dead. Obi Wan is the Black Mask. J.J. Uh, Abrams. I have never been impressed with his filmmaking all that much. Uh, anything else we want to say about Star Wars? No. Yeah. I love it. I still love it. Yeah, I still love it, but just not nearly as much as I used to. You know what happens to me right now is I'll be playing Red Dead Redemption 2, and my grandson will be like, I want to play Battlefront. And I'll be like, shut up. Go stand outside. <laughs> so I'm a little I'm a little angry at Star Wars right now. Oh, wow. You should read the comics because they're really good. That's what I did. You read, did you read Tales, uh, Tales from Vader's Castle? No, yeah, I, I'm I'm enjoying the shit out of it. Personally. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I I hear amazing things about their comic books right now, so I am gonna have to go back and check that out. I can't even tell you the last time I read something because I just took a job in an industry I don't know anything about. So I am quite literally reading technical manuals, call out sheets, and spec sheets, just trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing. 
exciting. Yeah, oh, it is. Let me tell you. Until you've learned the difference between a ball bearing and a cylinder bearing and a taper bearing, you haven't lived, my friend. Mm. Yeah, it's it's uh, doing big uh, things. I don't understand the bearing that has on this conversation. Uh, <laughs> that, that was that was quite clever, actually. Oh, boy, I'll tell you yeah. what. You know, Joe, when you get an idea, you need to treat it gently because it's in a strange place. <laughs> I crack myself up at times. Hey, Paul. Sir. Hey, what's your pick of the week? Uh, my pick of the week is Old Man Hawkeye number 10. Marvel Comics. I think I've picked this uh, before. This book is friggin' awesome. I love the crap out of it. Um, Easily one of the best books I've read in a long time. Uh, Doesn't really have any bearing on anything, but it's just a great book. You know, like, it doesn't matter. It's just awesome. I just love it every time, every week that I read it. It's just a great book about Hawkeye and the Old Man Logan universe. I'd almost say it's better than Old Man Logan. Um, it is. Super, it's just super fun. It is, it is better than Old Man it, Logan. Yeah. Not, yeah it, tells, it tells a better story. It's great. It's super fun. Uh, they need to do more stuff like this, as far as I'm concerned. And I think maybe it's just because they're like, uh, you know, do what you want. I feel like when they give the you know the creator more freedom and. Mm-hmm. And editorial's not all up in their business. I think this makes for better books. Uh, and if I had a book of the year, this would definitely be in the running, probably with Mr. Miracle. Like, it's just a great book. Yeah. Well, I, I do like when they loosen up the reins and the continuity and let the writer do what he wants. Uh, you know, the original Star Trek never worried about continuity. Yeah. No, I mean, I think... Yeah. I mean, I, I like continuity, but at the same time, like when if you just read a good standalone story yeah. that just is no continu- well. continuity, I think is important. But when when the storyteller becomes a slave to the history of the story, yeah, and isn't given any freedom, like no, nobody likes sloppy continuity, but it shouldn't be what drives the book. A good story should be what drives the book, and then have somebody come in and do continuity cleanups. Don't have continuity write the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, this is. This is not being tied down by any of that. It's yeah. great. And I was going to say, and of course, that, that's only accurate 64% of the time, because a lot of times continuity should write the story. Go back, dig around, find Khan hanging out in the background to come in and whip everybody's ass. <laughs> so, you know, fuck, I, I guess I was wrong. Well, what are you looking forward to next week? I'm looking forward to uh, Green Lantern, number one. is They're getting a little bit of a, a restart there, Green Lantern, and... Uh, uh, it's going to be written by Grant Morrison, oh. who uh, hasn't written anything for DC for a while. I think uh, Wonder Woman, uh, Earth One was the last thing you read. Is that right, Joe? Um, I or believe something that's before that. Correct. Maybe. Uh, and uh, Art by Liam, yeah, Art by Liam Sharp, who did a great job uh, on the uh, Rebirth Wonder Woman when it came out. Um, I'm still a fan of Grant Morrison. I know some people don't like him very much, but um, the last. The current Green Lantern title was, was good. I mean, it was okay. It was fine, but it was nothing special. So I'm just kind of looking forward to this, like, relaunch and see what Grant Morrison is going to do with uh, the Green Lantern and putting, like, Hal back in front and center, which I'm always a big fan of. So we'll see what, see how he does with this. Joe, you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I second all that. I am, I'm excited to see what Grant Morrison does with, with that cosmic... Uh, level of everything, yeah. you know, 
Like that's Green Lantern is only limited by imagination, and Grant Morris is Grant Morrison is like imagination unleashed, you know? Unleashed, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he is kind of a mad genius that one. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm pretty excited. Having, I, having said that, I did enjoy the previous iteration of Green Lantern, but you yeah. know, I'm okay with losing it for for this. Yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't dislike it. I liked it. I just didn't think it was like uh, anything special. Like it was good. Right. Yeah, and another point yeah, was, was, I was yeah, like, it wow, was, you know. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't anything special. No, I dug it. And, and so with this one, it's either going to be really, really good, or I'm going to be so confused as what the hell's going on. That's <laughs> <laughs> usually the way it goes with Grant. Like, like what the hell is happening right now? So I'm yeah, definitely looking forward to that next week. Yeah, no, that 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 is kind of interesting. Grant Morrison is kind of like comic book second mad genius, I really think. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Moore being the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Joe, what was the last thing you read? Um, Heroes in Crisis number two. Oh. Oh, I can talk about that for days if you want. Oh my God, could you? <laughs> oh, please do, please do, because I was I was left pretty cold. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it because I, I I am like I have the biggest man crush on Tom King ever. Right. But there are some decisions being made that I'm just like. Is really Harley Quinn gonna get one over on Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman? Thank you, thank you. Like really? Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I heard Booster could have done it. Well, it's not that it's. And it's, I'm fine with that. Well, but no, but you, yeah. he's literally talking about like in a confrontation. She, oh, she death she death strokes them, like <laughs> yes. Deathstroke did yes. in uh, in Identity yeah. Crisis. Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman walk into a room, and Harley Quinn escapes. Come on. Yeah, I'm not going for that. No, now, not, not at now, all. I like the way in which she does it, but yeah. after you, reading it, I was like, oh, right. that's kind of cool how she kind of, you know, tricks Batman into, you know. Yeah, you, the use of the revealing. rope and. Right. Yeah, with the kryptonite, and then you know, then Batman. I mean, Superman screwed. Then, I, then I start. What the hell was Wonder Woman doing this whole time? Right, and like, and was also just watching this. Yeah, and are do we not? Are did we not? I, I feel like this story is for DC continuity from like ten years ago. Like it oh, feels, it just feels weird. Uh, DC has. When I read a DC book. Depending on the title, I have no idea when anything is going on because everything was Superman and the yeah. Justice League and Batman and Flash. None of that stuff that is going on could be happening at the same time. Right. Right. Absolutely none of it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not as worried about like literal where they are in the moment continuity, but more of like who trusts who continuity. Um, the, they end this issue with. Uh, like the tease of, oh my God, is Superman's Clark Kent identity going to be exposed? We just did that in New Fifty Two. Yeah. That was that was the last two years of the New Fifty Two where Clark's identity got exposed. So got exposed. Yeah. Why is that a major threat plot point here? Because we know what would happen there. Like, come on, guys. And yeah. and Superman itself is just relaunching. You know. Yeah. So it's like that kind of continuity where. And Batman wouldn't lie at this point. I don't think he would lie about having kryptonite in his belt. But he totally did. But he totally did. 
Um, totally. Yeah, I, yeah, you guys do notice that it's all it's all still the same people at the editorial level in DC who were there when the new Fifty Two launched, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, sure. but uh, so I, I you don't think they they'd just, remember? Yeah, yeah, I don't know if they except, just let Tom King do what he kind of like. All right, Tom, you got an idea? No, no, no. I, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. they do. But you notice that we still get we still get fucking Jim Lead all the way along after like they kind of went like, oh hey, we're gonna let some other people take over the main continuity and we're gonna we're gonna make things all bright and cheery again. And then two years later, we're right back to where we were two years before. Well, the thing is, the New Fifty Two was never like they just continued. From the new fifty, it was yeah. never erased. I which, I understand which, that, but they promised the a, they promised a new direction, and they didn't deliver. Or so oh, far no. haven't. Yeah, because I have to remind myself. Oh, Doomsday Clock is still going on. Yes, right. But when was the last time that came out? Yeah, uh, over yeah. a month ago. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, DC Comics has literally hit the point now. F- when did they reboot to New Fifty Two? Twenty Eleven. So uh, yeah, it was 2011. So coming up on eight years of I just couldn't give a shit about 90 percent of what's going on, and I don't think they want my business. That's quite literally where I'm yeah. at with them. I don't know. I read still a lot of the books out of just like loyalty, but there are very few titles that I'm just like, this is really really good. Yeah, I would probably say I'm I'm enjoying the the hell out of Batman. I'm really liking Bendis' new Superman. Uh, I mean, other Flash. Than, Flash is really good. I, I, I've been reading Flash. Superhero stuff. It's yeah, not I, like, yeah, I do like Flash. Um, Although I, I will say this though, this this new storyline, while I'm enjoying the telling of it, I don't, I don't, like I don't care about the Sage Force. Thank you, thank you. I don't like the God. endless. It's like, why would you have more for Like, just leave it the hell alone. That part I freaking can't stand. But I like the telling of it, and I like that he's going to go on this. uh, uh, He's apparently going on in like a search for the real, for his speech with Mm -hmm. Iris on an adventure. That's going to be cool. Yes. Leaving Echo City and doing that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll read Flash, and and I stopped reading Nightwing, but I picked it back up just to see what, you know, is going to happen with this. He would tap with Rick Grayson. <laughs> with, Rick, with Rick Grayson. Um, yeah, uh, DC is really... It, I think they're struggling right now with, with the overall broad quality of their uh, all their, their line. And it's, it hurts to say it. Like, I don't know why you got to bring women into this conversation. Oh, I, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> overall broad quality. Sorry. Broad quality is a terrible joke. Terrible joke. <laughs> that was that was pretty pretty badly done. There, Senator Cruz. <laughs> oh, oh. Too soon. Too soon. Oh. Yeah, DC needs to do something. I hope it's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out hope for heroes. This is only the second issue, so I'm holding out hope. The overall story, I gotta yeah. suspend some belief. The, the art is it's a beautiful book. I definitely say that. In my opinion, yeah. The second issue, I I wasn't actually that impressed with the second issue. I thought the first issue looked a lot better. Second issue seemed very, it seemed very scratchy. Scratchy, maybe probably rushed. 
Well, yeah, you know what it was? was Jim Lee went and got a bunch of his interns who used to do his uh, ink lines <laughs> back in the 90s. <laughs> just, and he's just like, yeah. hey, you know what? Just crosshats and scratch the fuck out of it. He has nothing to do with this book. Got a hate boner on Jim Lee. I love it. I he's love such a nice it. guy. I don't know why you hate him so much. Uh, and he's a talented dude. I hate him because of what he's done to comic books, Paul. Uh, I, I, if you want to put him solely to blame. I disagree with that. I don't. You're just giving Dan a deal, just a complete free pass. Oh, no, 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 because I hate him, too. But I can't point out his shitty artwork from the 90s to say why I hate him. I just hate him. Oh, man. I don't care what you say. I think the X-Men in the 90s was awesome. Yeah, if you awesome. like if you like muddy renderings, it was great. <laughs> oh, my God. Out of nowhere, Jim Lee's taking a referendum here. No, this is not out of nowhere. This is just part of the course for Jeremy. Jim Lee, though, he's he was the good one. What are you guys talking about? I like Jim Lee. I like yeah. him. Well, when you're the most, when you're, when, when you're the skinniest kid at fan camp, it doesn't really matter a whole fucking lot, does it? You're the best. You're the best artist out of a group of shitty artists. It's not really saying a whole lot. Oh my god. Just hates him so much. Oh, my God. Just, you know, fucking mock turtlenecks and hatch lines for fucking days. <laughs> no, design sense, I agree. That, um, uh, yeah, totally agree. I also, though, I, uh, like, I'm, I don't like uh, Alex Ross's design sense. I don't think his design sense is really that great. Oh, no, I don't like to look at any, any character that Alex Ross himself designed. Yeah. I do like his take on classic characters quite a bit. Yes. I love seeing him. Yes. I love seeing yeah. him illustrate someone else's designs. Yeah. But his but, designs. But his designs, every time I'm a little bit like, mm. so, because his artwork always looks like statues a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah. big, imposing, menacing. Like, things you're supposed to look at in their stillness and be in awe of them. And then when you throw his so so design work on top of that, it really breaks the scene and takes me out of it and then i'm just like i'm looking at a really good painting that did not come out well right i like, I like yeah. some of his his designs for that uh what was that like paradise x or whatever you remember that oh i kind of liked some of them i don't well, know too bad yeah but you know broken <laughs> broken watch is right twice a day too i mean you joe know. did not does not agree <laughs> no well that I guess uh, design. I some of them were, bit, were some, okay. Yeah, I guess. Right. Unless, I guess. But what was it? Steve Epstein that did it too? No, it was um uh uh Doug Braithwaite. Doug who, Braithwaite. Okay. Yeah, who um I, I like quite a bit, and um yeah. I think this I think those Earth X stories are so ponderous. Earth X, yeah. They're so hard to read. They're so ponderous. It's yeah. like, oh my yeah. God, it takes no, all the. I was talking about the designs. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It just takes all the, all the fun out of a story when it's just someone telling you about other more grander adventures that they had. And that was like 36 issues of that story. Yeah, it was cool. someone on the moon going, Hey, guess what happened? <laughs> yeah. That's a little rough. Yeah. Like in, in, uh, the fact that that's not like one of the, you know, it's not in print like Marvel's or kingdom come. That says yeah. a lot. That says a lot. Cause that was supposed to be a, that's, I mean, it is, it's a 36, yeah. If not for Alex Ross inspired story that uh-huh. no one reads, no one asks about. Uh-huh. It's not in publication. It re- it encapsulates the entire Marvel universe, and yet it's garbage. Yeah, I mean, you it's, I mean, it's a total vanity project. 
Yeah. I mean, he earned it, though, at that point. Oh, he did. He yeah. did. It's just, it's just unfortunate because it's just not a – it's not, and I, I've, it's not a good read. Yeah, it's been a while since I've – I think I just read it the one time. Yeah, I read EarthX when it first came out, and I was so put off by it. I never read the other ones, and then I collected the other ones in the years since, and I, so I reread them in the last couple of years. Yeah. And uh, just it's not good. <laughs> yeah. I can't even remember it. Well, um, yeah, it came during a dark period. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it though. Before the Empire. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, not Joe. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> I was still, like, pondering part of your Alex Ross and still wondering how you could feel that way about that and then, like, disagree with me so heartily on Jim Lee. But, you know, <laughs> even even well, friends well, can disagree. His design this is terrible. I think his, I think his, uh, I think his storytelling is is really solid and iconic. Yeah. You know? And I think the same thing about Alex Ross, like his storytelling has, it's as a very, very strong sense of knowing what it needs to be, mm-hmm. but his just design sense is, is off. Like I want to take, I just want to just have him only do things that, that Dave Cockrum designed and then I'll be happy forever. Yeah. Now see, uh, I probably don't give Jim Lee enough credit for his plotting or layouts but his individual panels and his designs are enough that I don't like them. And I feel like he's constantly rewarded for starting the dark grim 90s, and he's still trying to bring pieces of it into the modern era when that's, well, and that's not what I want to see is maybe the right thing to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but there's a lot there's a lot over at DC that is more than Jim Lee that is wanting to bring back the 90s. You know, Bob Harris is in an editorial position over there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that says a lot right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, Scott Lobdell is giving us Rick Grayson, you know? I mean, it's like that kind of stuff. Like, come on, guys. But he was doing uh, uh, Red Hood and Outlaws, too, right? Yeah. Or am I thinking of something else? No, well, I, which yeah. which I did not mind. Ruin the Titans. And, you know, like he yeah. – yeah, it's not – he's a nice guy, actually, but I just I, – I don't like his writing at all. I, don't like I actually liked Red Hood and the Outlaws. I kind of thought that was a fun book. It sold well. A new it world. Well, yeah, it sold I, well. I, I liked it. But yeah, there, there's nothing that's really just like, oh my god, this is so good. If it's not otherwise, yeah, I don't know. Other than Superman and Batman. Yeah. Yeah. All right, really. Paul. Paul, why don't you take us into this week's weekly topic so we can quit being so divisive? At this <laughs> time, at this time, when our country needs unity, we should. That's be okay. Better. We should be no. better examples to our listeners. This is a great example because we're 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 disagreeing about things, but in like we're still having like manners, and not yelling at each other. Well, that's that's a good that's, that's a good that's a good point. That's I, so that's, it should be right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's uh, that's a better point than I than I was giving us credit for. Uh, anyways, <laughs> weekly topic. Um, so with the whole Deadpool releasing uh, in December a PG-13 version of Deadpool 2. Uh, I was just thinking, like, is, is this something that we would like, you guys would like to see happen more often? Because a lot of times they don't release rated R movies because they just do not make as much money as a PG-13 movie, right? Like, if you make a rated R movie, you're not going to hit the billion-dollar mark, really. Right. So um, I think this is a like you release the rated R cut, and 
to for a more you know to give mm-hmm. like the true you know whatever vision you have and then later on the line you you release you know you film some more scenes and you cut it down to make a pg for a broader audience like just wondering what you guys thought of this kind of idea because i don't remember anything like this happening before seen the other way yeah where they released a uncut version uh, on blu-ray or dvd but never in the theaters where they go from rated r to 13 that I can recall. I am interested in seeing what comes out of this because movie theaters are having a hard time making money without tons of gimmicks and flash and shit and, you know, $20 popcorn and stuff like that. If, if recuts like this will add reviewability or new viewability to say like, you know, somebody like yourself, Paul, you want to see Deadpool, but you want to see it with your seven year old. Yeah, I can't. You can't take them to the rated R version. That's damn sure. Oh no, I've seen the rated R version. You cannot take a kid to that. Um, I I can see the value in doing it, but but it's also it is commerce over art, plain and simple. Now, an argument can be made: is a corporate film art even to begin with? But I don't know. Smarter people than me will have to figure that out. Yeah. Um, I think if the director is okay with it, then then the studio should be okay with it. Then we'll see how the public feels about it when they try it. Oh, I think the studio would be the first ones on board because well, they that's... don't want to make a rated R movie, right? Well, but that's what it... I mean, though. If the director is okay with it, because, I mean, how many yeah. movies have, have come out and were just completely ruined because the director was removed from his film and a bunch of, oh. a bunch of studio execs recut it and had editing done to what they wanted? I could not agree more. Yeah. They, they fuck movies up left and right. All yeah. times. So if the director's cool with it, and, and and then the studio is, you know, obviously wants to go along. If the director's fine with it, that's fine because most of these movies don't get made by auteurs and visionaries typically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're you're right. And yeah. when they do, they're sometimes they fall flat on their faces. Exactly. Um, but I do think it's one. It's just one more time where commerce wins over art. So. I mean, I'm a, I'm of mixed options. I want to see things in the theater, and I want to see things that are fun. I don't want everything to be some art house slog, but mm-hmm. I do I do recognize that filmmaking is an art, and I do recognize that people who put their time into creating these should have a say in their final package, final release. Um, that being said, I do remember in the early thousands when every horror film became PG thirteen. I am not. In, I am not interested in seeing a PG thirteen horror movie. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, that is my final word on the matter. Joe, do you have any? And thus speak Zardoz. <laughs> um, I uh, yeah, I I think this is actually just such a rare thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and by that I mean the phenomenon that is Deadpool. Yeah, that, uh, I love it. Uh, I'm happy they're doing it. I, I think it's great. And like Jeremy said, anything to get asses in the seats at the theaters, I think, is a good thing. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm not super worried about this becoming a like a bad trend because, especially because the R movie is always gonna is always going to gross less. Mm-hmm. So we're not gonna we're not gonna get we're not gonna get you know what I mean it's 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 not a th- I don't see this being a thing that catches on it gets the few and far plus it's also the reason they're going P- I mean they're going PG thirteen by cutting out stuff and then combining two movies you know they're making like this 
um, it's the it's the Godfather TV cut, you yeah. know, of, mm-hmm. of the modern era. Um, what I think is going to revitalize theaters, and I think they should be doing this more, is turning them into revival houses and just showing more uh, old movies. Just get it, you know, get get everything digital, get everything, get the net, get Netflix style of viewing into movie theaters on a, on a more frequent basis. You get that out of, out here in LA a lot where they're like, Hey, yeah. tonight at the arc light, we're showing jaws. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Regal, like that, Regal yeah. cinema does it. Uh, galaxy mm-hmm. theaters does yeah. it. There's a bunch yeah. to do that. Do now. more of that. <laughs> I love it. Figure out ways to get it, make it, like, have fun with it. They should make voting. Like they should do like, Hey guys, this week, we're not sure we're going to do, um, one of three movies, you know, I don't know what. Less Starfighter, uh, Close Encounters, or Raiders. Ooh. You know, and they're like, you it's guys awesome. vote, you guys vote, and and then you know what I mean, or something like that. And then that's, and then that's the movie they choose to show. I think that's going to get people excited and cost you nothing because everything's digital, yeah. and you still got to get the movie from the studio and just do it. I think that should be the way that movies movie viewing should move to to get people going there. I don't think there's a danger of a lot of rated R movies cut down to PG-13. I think it's I think it's you should move more towards that other model. Yeah, but my my thinking is on the R to 13. If that's how the movie set out to be done or if that's how the director I just don't want to see that a director who spends time putting, you know, putting something together for the screen then gets cut around by a bunch of fucking assholes and suits in a boardroom who think they know better. Who well, that would... actually that well that that raises a good question because because uh, they 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 jettisoned uh, Tim what's his name who directed the first movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they brought in the so it is two different directors. Yes, yes. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is the is the producer that, and obviously the star that's combining them both, but we're bridging them both. But did they consult? the director of the first one that i don't know that's yeah. a very good question because like i love superman too but when i realized that richard donner had been fired from it i don't watch it anymore you know um yeah but i mean we grew i mean i grew up but people are used to this type of thing where you watched a rated r movie on tbs at home and it was not no longer rated r it was and, that's, for, and that's how paul grew up without seeing adrian barbeau's boobs and that yes. proves and that proves yes. what a dangerous world we live in boobs <laughs> but i'm saying like it's not that much of a stretch to like you you put out a rated r movie in the theaters and then a year later you have an edited version for a broader viewing yeah. so i could, like a guy like me I kind of get like, oh, that's cool. I can take my kids to watch this movie now. Yeah, no, I get it. I do. It's just look, I, I don't want to blow it up. It, it's kind of like when I when I'm at like you know we go up to the gay pride parade in Santa Cruz, and then the float of the anti male circumcision people come by, and I'm like, I I understand why you guys are upset. <laughs> I just don't. I, I can't get all worked up about it. You know, this is like one, like, I understand where people have a viewpoint and it could go either way. And I kind of have mine that I'm always concerned when artistic things become boardroom driven or commerce driven rather than artistically driven. Mm -hmm. But that being said, no, nobody like sat down to make Deadpool the movie as their great artistic (laughs) vision of, of, uh, you know, cinema (laughs) verite or whatever, you know, this was not like. Their, their grand opus of filmmaking. This was nobody's, you know, Nosferatu that they, you know. Nah. Um, 
So this I, is a I, total anomaly, like Joe said. Like, yeah, it's I, I get it. I, I see da- I see possible dangers, not great dangers. Uh, I see lots of benefits too because I do love seeing movie theaters and I want them to stay profitable. I want to go to the movies to see movies. Movies are meant to be seen on a different scale than your TV at home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah, I mean, I I get it. I understand kind of, you know, where the worry about points are. But I, you know, while I could get worked up if I allowed myself to, I just, I, I don't see expending a lot of energy and worry on this one. That being said, now I think Deadpool, you know, Deadpool super cut into a PG-13 is going to be awesome for people who want to take their kids to see it. Because yeah. there is a dopey fucking pre-adolescent humor that is going to come through. Our, our inner 13-year-old boys laugh at every fucking joke in that movie. It brings out our inner Beavis and Butthead fans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why why not run with that? Yeah, I'm going to totally take my kids to watch this now. As before, I was like, you're, there's no way you're watching this. Yeah. Well, to be fair, your oldest kid is like a grown man who's seven feet tall now. Yeah, he's already seen it. But yeah. Like, when the first one came out, like, I didn't take him to go watch it. Well, no, he was, he was, he was still 14, a little kid back 13, then. 14, yeah, yeah. yeah. Old enough, but I wasn't gonna take him. Because exactly. I'm let your let your mom take you. To <laughs> yeah, yeah, your mom can take you to watch that. Yeah. Joe, what are your thoughts on that? Because we got to wrap up. Um, you know, I, I I feel like I feel like the problem with Deadpool isn't necessarily the rated R parts; it's all the violence. And oh as far yeah. As, show, as far as showing kids, and uh, and if, you know, you know that's gonna still be in the movie. So either you're a parent who's already shown Deadpool to your child, or you're not. <laughs> You know, like cutting out the f bombs and the and you know and the boobies, it it's still a, a character that should not be. You know, and I'm not a parent, so don't get me wrong, but yeah. uh, you know, it's I, I I struggle with that almost every week at the comic shop with parents and kids and Deadpool. Yeah, um, I don't think it's it, it's it's it, and not judging Deadpool's fine for what he is. He's not my cup of tea, but his movies are freaking hilarious for adults. Yeah, I don't think kids should be watching Deadpool at any level. Yeah, and I, I think that's a perfectly fair viewpoint to have as well, because, yeah. you know what, I mean, I grew up part of the American consumer culture, I grew up on cowboy films, I don't really flinch at violence and shit, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, when I'm thinking about what a kid should watch, my first thought's always sex, not violence, and I probably should be more concerned about what violence they see and get desensitized right. to, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I guess I'd take superhero violence separate from like horror film violence you know where people yeah. are like oh that person is dead now <laughs> yeah. that person well, is yeah. murdered that's the thing with yeah deadpool, deadpool is like he's murder murdering violence. people yeah it's yeah that's violence. not superhero violence that is yeah. murder violence that's why i'm curious to see what this cut's going to be like like because there's straight murder violence like you said or is it just yeah. going to be like him punching someone you know right not that that's like way better but yeah, to me but, in my head it's different i think it's i think it's i think that's different i think it's there's a world of difference between people punching and, and mm-hmm. you know superhero fighting than uh, katana in yeah. someone's face off. Yes. Yeah, yeah I would hope I that would not be in the around all that because what are his weapons? A katana and guns. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Image Comics was big on that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. that's where uh, that's where uh, Rob Liefeld here, and Jim Lee here, went. After, here we uh, go. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's got some Red Dead Redemption 2 to play, ladies and gentlemen. 
Yes. Yeah. Speaking of violence. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> guys, thank you for hanging out. It's been a lot of fun as usual. Yes. Absolutely, guys. Everybody remember to go check out Joe on Joe podcast. Follow everybody on Twitter. Joe, what's your Twitter handle? At Joe on Joe pod. And you can find me at the geekish cast. Paul Vieira has conscientiously objected to Twitter. <laughs> yes. So you will not find him there. And, he abstains uh, yeah, courteously. Courteously. <laughs> And um, with that being said, bye-bye, everybody. Ciao. Bye-bye.